Hello and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 31. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Hello. Thanks for joining us for another week where we're discussing grassroots coaching. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss youth coaching football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under 11s teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching at the grassroots level. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and give us a five-star review because this really helps us grow the show and helps us get out to other listeners. Today's show is sponsored by Studio, and you can find them at studio.com. Studio specializes in producing high-quality earphones. All their range has a clean, elegant Swedish design and is engineered to give you that high-quality listening experience, whether you're listening to music or your favorite grassroots podcast. My personal favorites are the Regents, which are over-ear wireless headphones, but you have a range of different styles that you can browse through. And if you enter the code GRASSROOTSCOACHCAST at the checkout, you'll get an extra 15% off your order. So that's studio.com. So Ben, <laughs> <laughs> so how is how did it go this weekend? Oh, disappointing! Lost our third game in a row. Um, so yeah, I was a bit, bit gutted. Um, this is probably the the toughest toughest period we've been through, I think, since we started the team. So um, yeah, I think we're just finding it a little bit. I wouldn't I wouldn't say harder. Now we've been moved up again. I think it's just uh, fine margins. Obviously, the games we're playing now are very close. Um, the teams are... There's not much between the teams we play. I mean, it's not like we're getting outclassed. Uh, it's just, you know, little mistakes, uh, not being quite good enough in front of goal. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we've been on the wrong end of it the last few weeks. So... It was our first game, to be fair, in about seven weeks. So we're a bit rusty. And I tried a new formation and some other bits and moved a few players around because we, we missed our main striker, which is always a struggle for us. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we were one, one down. We gave away two awful goals, which is really frustrating. We actually scored probably the best goal of the game and worked so hard to get our equaliser. And then the problem for us is we've got... a big issue with goal kicks off the floor so our goalkeeper really struggles to sort of get any height and distance on it um, and I was kind of said to him before the game you know when you because I want him to take the goal kicks and it's up to us to find you know solutions to get the ball and keep the ball so I said to him you know just kick it to the flanks because at least if you give the ball away you know they've got to work harder for it um, rather than kicking it centrally so we had this goal kick there only about five minutes left and i I sort of shouted to all the players. I said, right, get goal side, you know, just everybody get goal side of their man just in case, you know, we give the ball away sort of thing. And of course, he kicks it down the middle straight to one of their players who was unmarked and he's just gone through and scored and I couldn't believe it. I was devastated. Um, so, yeah. And the first goal was just a massive long punt where we were attacking and we had two defenders back against one striker and for some reason, the striker was about three yards behind our defenders. And of course, he ran from his own half. He was too quick, went straight through, ran the whole half of the pitch and scored. So to give two goals like that, you know, they talk about schoolboy defending. It really was schoolboy defending. So, To um, be fair, though, well, they are schoolboys. They are schoolboys. <laughs> that's where the phrase comes from. So, But, you know, if we learn from it, that's fine. And um, I said to them afterwards, I said, you know, both of those goals are preventable and we'll learn from it and um, that's we're going through one of those patches at the moment where everything like that just goes against us without being woe is me about it um, we're just not having much luck at the minute but we're sort of hanging in there and we're only losing by one goal so it, like I said it's 
it's just mistakes that are costing us. And if you can cut those out, you know, we can get a decent result. But um, yeah, we tried a new formation. It worked okay. At times it didn't work, but it's a sort of work in progress. So overall, there were some real positives to take out of it. So it wasn't wasn't the end of the world. So, so I genuinely find this fascinating because just in the boys game, there's just more of a volume, uh, you know, so there's more players, so there's more teams and, you know, the leagues are, are probably a bit more mature. So, you know, in terms of you have to separate out all the teams mm. in terms of ability and, so you you've been on a fair old run, haven't you? You you've generally won a lot more than you've lost. Yeah, because I mean I've probably mentioned it on there before. When we started, we, we've got ten divisions in our league, and we started in Division Seven because uh, we were a new team, and they you know didn't really know where to put us, and that was too low for us. So we've we've moved up. We ended last season in Division. Uh, five I think it was so we got two promotions then we started this season in division four and then we got moved up after about six weeks to division three which I was a bit surprised about because we we'd sort of I think we'd won two drawn two and lost one so I was a bit surprised they did move us up um but we play development fixtures again they do these development fixtures where they mix in teams from different divisions and we played a few teams from like two two divisions and one division above us, and we got a couple of not bad results. So I think on the back of that, they've moved us up. So I think in this new division, we've played, we've played four games, and we've won one, drawn one, and lost two, and we've played a cup match as well and lost that from a team in our current division. So, so you could say we've lost three, drawn one, and won one. So we've definitely found it harder. And you can kind of see the step. There, it is a big. It is a, not a huge step up, but there's definitely a step up in quality. And all the teams were playing; they're not really weak. Whereas last year we were playing teams where we'd win four or five nil quite a bit. And maybe that's a seven aside thing as well. And obviously moving to nine aside, it's so much harder to score goals. You've really got to work and create your openings, and it's we're finding that quite difficult. And I think it's just become a bit more apparent that we've got a bit of a lopsided squad and certain players uh, don't sort of fit into certain positions. And it, it, it leaves my... If I could play my first team, first nine, constantly, I think we'd do well. But because, of course, I've got I've got a squad of 13, I'm moving them around to try and give them all fair game time. It does weaken the team when certain players come in and certain players have found it harder at this higher level. Um, and that's where we've sort of been found out a bit. And it's just... It's just stuff like, you know, we we miss a bit of pace in certain areas. We haven't got loads of really quick players. And we've got some players who just don't, they're not as good at the physical side of it. And, you know, turning back, turning your back on tackles and not wanting to head it. So it's sort of basic stuff. And that, that's where you sort of see the difference. Because a lot of the teams we're coming up against are very physical, they're very quick. The team we played on Sunday was so fast. And we just, because our striker was missing, he's one of our quicker players. We just, you know, every time we tried to get a ball through, our, our strikers just couldn't couldn't get there because they just weren't quick enough. Um, so it's all these little things that you really start to see that step up in quality and it's kind of certain players are rising to it and some aren't and that's just natural. That's what's going to happen. So, Yeah, it's, it, it is interesting. And, and so, like I say, it, it sounds like, though, you've found your level because yes, definitely. Again, with the with the girls, there's a there's a vast difference between the top of the league and the bottom of the league, mm. and so you know if we sometimes we'll run rings around teams, and then other teams, uh, you know, will will get wiped the floor with. Yeah. So whereas because you've got more players, more teams with the boys, I, I think it it's more gradual. You know, so you don't have all those teams in one league. You, yeah. You're kind of going up and down the league. So, um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, unless you think you've got the the next Iniestas, the Messies and what have you, then I guess it probably doesn't feel like it when you're losing. But at the end of the day, it's, it is a positive thing, isn't it? If, you, if you're losing a few yeah. games, that's all something to aspire to. 
Yeah, it is. And also, it's worth pointing out, most, you know, a lot of the teams we play against have got two, three, four teams. So we've got four teams, our club, and a lot of the other clubs have got more than one team. So, so there is, a, of course, you get, there's a quite a big pool of players at each club. And of course, there's going to be a quality difference. So the team we played on Sunday are in Division 3 with us. They've got another team in Division 5. We've got two teams in Division 4 below us and we've got one team in Division 2 above us. So between the four teams at our club, there is definitely a a difference in quality amongst the teams. And I think that's what you do see in our league because there are so many teams. So you've got just such a... So it's sort of, they sort of you, you sort of find your pecking order because, you know, like you said, we're probably at the level at the right level. Even though we're losing a few games at the moment, we're only losing by a goal. So all the games should be close, which they are. We're not getting murdered or anything like that. Um, so, it, so as frustrating as it is, like you say, this is this is these are how the games should be. They should be close, which they are, and we should be finding it difficult. It shouldn't be easy for us, and it's just it's up to us to find the answers and to improve. And all this and it's all going to improve the players, of course. Like giving those two goals away, hopefully we won't do that again because we'll think, well, we shouldn't. That we've got to learn from that mistake, and that's, that's all part of the learning. So I take the positives out of it, and I said to the players after the game, you know, I'm pleased with how you did. I've asked you to play in a different way and to do this and to do that, and yeah, it worked. Some bits worked, some bits didn't. Um, and you know, I've, I mean, I moved because of the lack of pace. I moved one of our midfielders up front. I've never done that before, but because he's the quickest, one of the quickest players we've got, I was like, right, we need a bit of pace up front. And he ended up scoring our goal and he played really, really well up there. So it's so sort of by accident, I've discovered another option now up front, which I know can work. So that was a real sort of bonus. And one of the lads who was really hogging the ball, which I've discussed previously, second, I had a word with him at half time because he was doing it first half. Second half, completely different. He was getting the ball in the box and he set up our equaliser with an early ball in the box. And I said, brilliant. That's what, that's what I've been trying to say to you. And it, so there were there were lots of positives to take out of it, and if you take away the two daft goals, you know it could have been different. But you know, overall, it was it was uh, it was good. So how, but like, just sorry, that... just the final thing I was going to say, um, what you said about goals, that's totally right. And in Evie's league, because in her team, there's two divisions. Probably, I think there's only eight or nine teams in each division. And like you said, her team is a good side, and there's probably two or three teams they play who are. They're close games and more competitive, but there's also games they play where it's just a walkover and it's just not as competitive and it's not great to watch because it's just so one-sided and you're talking eight, nine, nil. Um, and you're right, I think it's just that put that smaller pool of teams. So the quality is massively different. Yeah, yeah. So how's that going? Because you know, we talked back in episode twenty-eight about uh messy wannabes and players hogging the ball and you've just mentioned that there so how's that been going yeah so obviously we did an episode a few weeks ago and i've got this player who hogs the ball a lot and blah 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 um his dad actually spoke to me after training a few weeks ago and he kind of asked why i was playing him in defense because obviously he normally plays on the wing and i kind of explained you know about this sort of over dribbling kind of problem that we've got um and he kind of didn't really he didn't seem to understand my reasoning. And he kept saying to me that his job as a winger was to constantly beat his man and get to the byline and get the ball in and set up goals. Um, and I, I said, well, that, yeah, that's fine. I don't want to sort of curb his creativity and there's a, there's a time and a place for dribbling and that's fine. I said, but if you've got players in the box unmarked and he's not passing to them, that's an issue. But he just kept he just kept saying the same thing, you know. No, he, no, no. His job is to beat his man and get to the ball. I said, yeah, sometimes yes. But if you're doing that over and over again, it gets predictable. The defender knows what you're going to do. If you're going one way all the time, it's easy to defend against. And he just he didn't seem to grasp my sort of reasoning. And I find that I find it quite odd and a bit frustrating that he didn't seem to understand. And then he he was kind of saying, well, we're not scoring any goals. Like it was because. I was not playing his lad on the wing. And I said, well, we've only gone two games without a goal, which is generally harder, you know, this season for us to score goals. But, and in the end, I said to him, look, I've, I've had a couple of players complaining to me that he's not passing the ball. And obviously, as a coach, I've got to sort of deal with that and look at it, and that's an issue. And even then, he just kept saying, no, 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 his job is to be... So, of course, it's become quite apparent that he's probably coaching him to do that. 
or telling him and drumming that message into him to do that. And that's kind of going against what I'm trying to get him to do. So it was quite an eye-opening conversation. Um, and I left, I left feeling quite frustrated because I just didn't think that he saw what I saw. I know everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but um, it, I, when I when I said about the other players complaining, I thought that might the penny might drop. Oh, okay, I can you know, but it, it didn't. Um, and then he spoke to me after the game yesterday. Uh, again, he said, oh, "Can I have a word?" And I was like, "Okay, what is it? <laughs> you know, what now? What, what what's the problem now?" Sort of thing. And he started trying to sort of tell me how I should deal with the goal kicks and all this sort of thing. And I was like, uh, "Okay," and I thought, "Well, it's not really." I went, what do you think about it? How, do you th- how would you feel about a parent sort of coming to you and saying, right, we need to discuss goal kicks are a bit of an issue and he's coming up with all these suggestions. I mean, what, what would you think? What would you? Because maybe my reaction's wrong. I don't know. I'm just going to get your opinion on it. Um, Before I say, say how the conversation went. I just Well, so, so initially I'd say, okay, I, I'd ask an open question. So I'd say, okay, so what exactly do you think is wrong mm. and try and try and get them to actually talk through, you know, and not just say, <laughs> you know, is this going well, you know, yes or no. Mm. So uh, I don't know. I, I just try and initially understand because like yourself, I, you know, I don't think that I have all the answers. I, well, I know I don't have all the answers. So it's like, well, this is how we're doing goal kicks. What what exactly is your idea? Mm. I mean, his yeah. I mean, it's, it's obvious what the problem is. It's a you know we can't kick the ball far enough, basically, and also the movement and creating angles and trying to make it give our goalkeeper options isn't good enough. And we do work on it in training, and we do talk about it. But of course, when we get on the pitch, the players are sort of stood so far at the pitch because they're expecting the ball to get to them, and it's not. Um, but his his kind of idea was that I should get all the players in the team to take goal kicks and basically whoever can kick it the longest should take the goal kicks which are <laughs> <laughs> so so brilliant absolutely brilliant no so so and, and I, I sound like I'm being sarcastic there don't I but this is exactly what the problem is with English football isn't it yep and I, and I because, up, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so we for so long have promoted the the biggest, strongest, quickest players at a youth level, and then at some point that levels out because you know the kids grow at different levels, mm. you know, and they physically develop at different levels. So you know, while the likes of Spain are, have got. It, it's no longer the case, but Iniesta. Yeah. And we go, oh, why don't we have an Iniesta? Well, because you kicked him out of the game at 16. This is it. And don't get me wrong, in previous games and at numerous times, I've asked midfielders to take the ball, take the goal kicks, because I've got a couple of players who've got quite a big kick, and I've been asking them to smash it long down the pitch. And I thought, I don't really want us to be doing that. Because A... You're taking a midfielder out of the equation, so the ball's probably just going to come back anyway. And B, how are we going to learn if we're if I'm just saying to the the kid who's got the biggest kick, nah, just get it down the pitch? I thought, and I thought, how's my goalkeeper going to feel about that as well? He he knows he hasn't got the biggest kick, but also it's up to us to make it his life easier, and we're not doing that. And I, I've made a conscious decision to not have him not to have him always taking our goal kicks, rightly or wrongly. And if he, we give a goal away like we did yesterday, on my head be it. But I thought the right way for us to do it is for him to, to keep taking the goal kicks so he'll eventually improve. And it's for us to learn as a team, we've got to move around the pitch and create angles and openings for him because it's not good enough just standing around waiting for the ball to get to you. It isn't. And we've got to work on that. And as hard as it's going to be, we probably will give away the odd goal and whatever. But I want us to play the ball out properly and learn those movements, learn those angles and learn to play as a team and play out from the back. And if I've got parents shouting, no, smash it long, that's fine. They can shout that, but I don't want us to play like that. And I sort of pride myself on us playing good football, which we do. So, so let me, let me give an opposing view though. So 
So Alison, right? Mm. The god that is Alison for us, mm. he can smash it long. Yep. But when he's, well, I say he's smashing it long. He doesn't just aimlessly no, it's a play get his laces behind it. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, he's always looking for that short pass out to one of the centre-backs, and the centre-backs have to give him the angle so that they so that he can make that short pass. Yeah. The defenders split to give him the angle. But yeah. if that is not on, then he can make a long pass as well. But yeah. it, it is a long pass. It's not just he's trying to boot it down the field as long as he can. It's not rugby union. Yeah. So... I would say your goalkeeper can't kick a ball long yet. Mm. That's just a physical thing. Yeah, so, it's probably the small. Ironically, he's probably the smallest player in our team. Yeah, but so so that is a that is a thing for him to work on. Yeah, and it's not just about just physically how far can I kick it, but. How far can I kick it accurately? How yeah. you know long can I pass it accurately? Yeah, I think that'd be a great thing to work on. And it is, and he's really good with his feet because he in training as if he'll play out, and he's he's very very good on the ball. He really is. And what what we do do well as well, we do go back to him, we pass it back, and he likes and he plays it out to defenders. So, and I'm really pleased about that because I always encourage us to play it back if there's no pass on and. You know, we do the whole split in the defenders and our, our defenders will play it around between themselves. And I, and I love that. And you can sort of almost see the, some of the parents at times getting frustrated that we're doing that. But I want this yeah, to do yeah. that because it's about keeping the ball and being comfortable on the ball. Um, and we're only going to do that by getting better. And we will make mistakes and we've given goals away by doing that. But I don't. there's no point doing it if you're just going to be smashing long balls down the pitch at all. The only time I ever we ever kind of do that is when we've got a goal kick in the goalie's hands and we might have a break on so we smash it long um, but you know it's always to the flanks to try and find a man it's not just a punt up the middle of the pitch to get the ball away from our goal um, and I think this is what you know I think this is the difference between coaches and parents I think parents just want to win the games at all costs whereas of course I want to win the games but I also want us to learn and develop and grow and play and learn to be good on the ball otherwise there's, there's no point doing it there really isn't any point doing it. Yeah, so, yeah. So I'm all for the good habits. And we've given away some awful goals by stuff that people look at and go, why have you done that? But for me, they've been given away doing the right things, which is fine. And I've said to them, I'd rather you gave a goal away by doing that than, you know, whatever. So I haven't got a problem with it. As frustrating as it is at times, and as frustrating as I was yesterday, because those goals were preventable. But that's how you learn. Um, so it's not a problem for me. Um, so yeah, his suggestion was a bit, um, yeah, let's say I didn't really give it much consideration. And I, and I said to him, look, at the end of the day, the goalkeeper is going to take the goal kicks and it's up to us to work on ways of making that easier for him. So, um, I kind of shot that one down and, and I wasn't being all bullshy. Like I know everything because I don't. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I found it, I, I found it probably difficult to deal with because of the conversation we'd had the previous few weeks ago. Obviously, when he wasn't listening to my point about the over-dribbling. So I found it a little bit frustrating for him to start then pointing all these things out that we were doing wrong. Because then he was saying that I should be... He said I should be... Um, his second suggestion was that I should be feeding back to all the parents of the players um, their weak areas to work on. Almost like putting the onus on the parents to reinforce that message to the kids. So, if so, I said, so if I've got a, like, so I've got a player who I don't know is very quiet on the pitch. So I've got to say to the parents of that player, "Well, your your lad's really quiet. Um, that's his area to work on." Now, <laughs> again, I, I didn't really know what to make of it. I've got my own thoughts, but I've, so that that's that's an interesting thing. Like, really, genuinely interesting. So. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's interesting because it says a lot about the psyche of that particular parent. You know? <laughs> and I do think, I, I am thinking fast show and competitive dad, to be quite honest with you. I think um, there, is, there is definitely an element of that with this parent. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely 100%. Totally. So, 
How many of your parents are in it because they want their kid to become the next striker for Liverpool or Man United, Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal? It, how many are in it for that? It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? I, don't, I wouldn't say... Are any parents in it? I suppose there are parents who genuinely do believe that is a possibility. I, I, I personally don't for my lad, who obviously plays for me. I just want him to enjoy it and have fun and see where it takes him. But I've got no, I don't put any expectation or pressure on him. I just want him to enjoy playing football. But I'm sure, I would say I've got, I would say, out of, I've got 13 players, I would probably say at least two that I can think of spring to mind. This guy being one of them, poss- possibly, because he does kind of take it very seriously. So I'd say, I'd say definitely two that are, that are quite obvious, if that answers your question. Yeah, so... I'm, I'm loving where this is going. I'm quite intrigued by this. Well, I, see, for my girls, right, there's a lot of them that are just in it for the fun. Yeah. And I want to encourage that fun and I think there there is such a slim possibility that they are, you know, I think if they are going to make it, they, two things need to happen. They innately need to be absolutely driven. Mm. And they also need to have the right coaching. Yeah. Those two things need to happen. You cannot just try and deliver the same coaching to everyone and expect, you know, a Paul Gascoigne or a Peter Beersley or someone like that, you know, to come out the end of it. Mm. So I think, you know, for me, for, for my team, if I was to give a weekly dossier of these are all the weaknesses and, and I'll, I'm emphasizing that word weaknesses that your players have got and they need to work on those. Yeah. Then I don't think that would be received positively. I I don't mean by the parents, by the players. I I just, I just think in general, I I don't think that's a good thing. Um, Uh, Yeah. I, 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 completely 100% agree with you and I found it I was just a bit it wasn't a dis, it wasn't the way the discussion went I wasn't expecting to have that discussion when he said I want to have a word with you I did not for a minute think that he was going to come out with this stuff and I, th- I thought if if Elijah's coach last year when he played for his Saturday team if he if he sent me an email or he sent me a WhatsApp message or whatever and said right you know, this is what I want Elijah to work on because he's not doing this very well. We need to improve this, whatever. However you however you put it, you're sending me a message of a negative about how my son's doing. Not a positive. And he's supposed to be coming to you to just enjoy his football, develop and do your coaching, whatever. Now, like you said, if I'm sending out 13 messages saying, well, I think so-and-so's got to work on this, you know, blah, blah. I thought that goes against everything that, I believe in in terms of I want the players just to come and have a good time, enjoy themselves, have a good team spirit, enjoy playing, no pressure. Occasionally, yeah, you know, I might put a bit of pressure on with sometimes I might shout a bit or whatever, but I always try and put a positive spin on it. And I would never for a moment dream of going, well, actually, I think you've got to, you've got to sort this out. You've got to improve on this because it just seems to be, just seems to send out the wrong message to me. So I didn't really know what to say to him, to be honest. I just went, I can't even remember what I said. Really, I was—I was kind of just a bit gobsmacked. So I, was, I remember, st- I remember standing there. I'm, I genuinely, I remember standing there thinking, I don't know what to say. I actually didn't know what to say to him. And he's one of the parents that I don't really talk to that much because he's quite—you know—they kind of keep themselves to themselves. And um, he's not one that I would—I've got a sort of rapport with. Whereas some of the other parents are quite—I find very easy to talk to. This guy's not really one of them. And he, to be honest, he's barely ever said two words to me before until the last few weeks so I found it all <laughs> quite strange um, well I think I think this is the so this is a really good discussion I think because this 
gets down to the nub of like managing parents and managing their expectations and, and stuff so. like that. So, so we're a bit off piste, but I think it's a good discussion. So at almost, I mean, I, I don't have a bib or anything that says like coach or something like that. But if I did, I'd be tempted to take it off and give it to him and say, <laughs> well, go on then, you know, off you go. Because for the last, like, we've been talking for an hour. When it's edited, it'll probably be less. But, you know, it's like, look, this is not our professional job. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're not approaching it like it was a job because no, we do I, take I, it very, yeah. very seriously. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, you sat on the sofa there and just given the, the, you know, we've, we've got such an X factor generation now, haven't we? Where people are just, you know, looking to give us Simon Cowell criticism about yeah. everything. They're just looking to pick holes in everything. Yeah. I say, well, okay. All right. Was, you know, the, yeah. we're giving up our free time to do all Absolutely. this. We're not saying we're the best. You think you got all the answers? Here's this the bib. Is, Off this, you go. This is the thing. This is this is what I've. I mean, and I, you know, for people listening, I'd like to think over the. If they've listened to most of the shows, they know that we are not. Or I'm certainly not, and I know you're not. We are not the oracle, and we never ever pretend to be. And we just do the best that we can. We enjoy it, and we try, and we do take it seriously. I put in so many hours of prep time, and beating myself up, or doing the right thing, and just trying to think. Of, about how we how I can make the players better and all this in a fun environment. And I've always said, if any parent's got any problem, blah, 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 I'm happy to discuss it and stuff. But I do, whether people agree with it or not, I do get the ump a little bit when people start telling me how I should be doing my job effectively. Because I think, you know what, I put a lot of work into this and... If there's any issues you've got with how players feel, they've got problems, absolutely come and talk to me about it. But don't start telling me how to to coach the players because you haven't put your neck on the line to do it. You know, whether you agree with me or not, I'm not going to get it right every time. I'm totally not. And I get a lot of stuff wrong and I'm trying to learn as I go along. But like you said, it's easy to sit there and watch a game for an hour and then go, well, actually, I think you've done that wrong. Why have you done this? Why have you done that? And it's like, I find it quite disrespectful, to be perfectly honest. And it does make me very irritated. Um, and in this case, I've just got so irritated by it because it's it was just all negative. There was no, there was not, and even the previous discussion when he was talking about, well, why are you playing my lad in defence? And it was, then he started, when he started saying, oh, we're not scoring goals. Like it was, that irritated me. And there was never, there was not one positive that he mentioned. And, to, and again, it was all negative. Oh, you know, and I thought, what's going on here? This is supposed to be fun. And I thought, if this is the sort of pressure you're putting on your lad, you know, and he's quite, quite introverted. I've said, said this before, and we've discussed it. He's quite introverted amongst the players and with me. And I thought, the poor kid, if, if you're putting all this pressure on him, and this is what I'm now sort of starting to realise from speaking to him, it's really difficult, really difficult. Um, so, you know... I don't really know where to go with it, to be honest. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to do what he suggested because I, I don't believe that's fair. So, at all. I, I'm gonna, the the guy who took us on the last day of the level one, mm. right? I, I can't remember his his exact words, but it was something like, "I hate parents," <laughs> and I, and I just kind of I want to ignore him. Yep. So, I would say in this case, that's pretty good advice. It is. So I just of... think, you know, just let it be water off a duck's back. If you if you got a young David Beckham and he was great at popping in a cross and you say, well, the problem is you need to beat your man on the wing. Yeah. And, and stop trying to deliver a cross that is inch perfect onto the striker's nose <laughs> because you need to beat your man. You need to get chalk on your boots and deliver a perfect, you know, be your man and then deliver the cross. Yeah. It is nonsense. Yep. So 
is. I would say in this case, you just have to somehow develop that thick skin and just ignore him because... Oh, I have. I'm not, I've not even entertained doing anything that he suggested because I just thought it's it's kind of ridiculous, to be honest. And, I've, you know, it's... Um, it's the sort of it's the sort of stuff to, that you have to deal with that you just think, Do you know what? I don't need this, and you sort of and I wouldn't. At times, I've thought oh, it's just too much hassle to have to deal with this sort of stuff, but then because I love it so much and I get a lot out of it, and hopefully the players do, I think you know what? I'm just going to forget about it. I'm not even going to get myself worked up about it because it's pointless. And I, I need, and I think this is where a lot of the parents they don't realise how much you take it. I don't want to say take it home with it, but you know what I mean? It does affect me because I think about it and I think, oh, maybe he's got a point. But I think, well, no, don't think like that because you've got to know your own mind and I think what I'm doing is working. And we're going... It's one of those, you know, it's, when you've won so many games and you've been on an upward curve, as soon as you hit a bit of a bump in the road like we are, you've just got to realise that's just the way it is. That's going to happen because, you you know, we're not we're not all a team of messes. We're not Real Madrid or Barcelona. We're, you know, we're, we're a kids' football team who have been on a massive upward trajectory, trajectory, and have just and are now finding it more difficult because we've moved up, and that's the way it is. And there's no magic wand, and there's no there's no harm in that. You know, we've reached our level and we've plateaued a bit, and we've we've got to try and improve, and that's the challenge. It's not about oh, we've stopped winning a few games, we're not scoring goals. It's because of this. It's because of that. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? You know, and it's like let's be positive. You know, we're a, we're doing well. We've done well, and there's lots to build on and lots to be excited about. But to just make everything so negative, it's just kind of like I'm just not going there. I'm really not. So um, I'll be interested to really hear. And we've heard a little bit from other listeners about you know stuff like this and parents and stuff. But if anybody has got similar stories or got your own thoughts on what I've said or what Dave said, then you know drop us a line, please. Um, the Twitter page is at. G Roots Coachcast um, and drop us an email at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com because I'd be really interested to hear thoughts on this because I've got myself quite riled as we've talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite calm about it. You brought it up and, I, and it's kind of all come flooding back to me because I, I think I was so, you know, you know that sort of, um, you sort of, when you're getting shock and it doesn't really sink in, I, I was so stunned by what he was telling me. I didn't really think a lot about it yesterday but now I've gone over it again this is the first time I've really thought about it and I thought oh, where's this what, what, I, don't, I don't really know what to make of it and it's kind of annoyed me a bit but I, I'm pretty sure I mean uh, you know we go to the various grassroots websites and stuff and and, and so I, I'm sure there's loads of coaches out I'm there sure. that, that get sure. the same kind of abuse um whether intentional or unintentional from from parents and yeah it's it's um it's a difficult one but like I say i think i think in that case i, I think it just is a case of, of just developing a thick skin and just yeah. ignoring them <laughs> no it is and i just i think without being disrespectful to parents i think they've got no idea how much goes into doing it to be honest because if they did, I think they'd give you a bit of an easier ride of it, personally. I think a lot of them just think you sort of, you spend 10 minutes putting a plan together, you rock up on a Saturday on a match day or Sunday on a match day and you sort of do the match and go home and forget about it. And, you know, but it's not, it's not like that for me anyway. It's not. I put so much work into trying to do my best with it. Probably too, but I probably take it too personally, but that's just the way I am because I'm, I'm passionate about it and I want, and I'm, you know, I feel a great responsibility to them all. Um, you, you know what, Ben? Right when when I was growing up, I could not get enough of football, and I I was That's reading the local from. Yeah, papers, exactly. and yeah. you know, I, I remember when you know showing our age a bit, but when Sky TV first started to to break through and they, they won the Premier League contract and the Premier League all started off and, and everything, I just could not get enough of football. And I remember my dad was like, what are you doing? There was a program called the Footballers Football Show. <laughs> 
And it had the likes of George Best and uh, Rodney Marsh on there. And they were just talking about football. Mm. And I was watching this. And my dad was like, what are you doing watching a program about football? What yeah. they're talking about football. <laughs> but I watch Sunday. So I was, Sky, I'll watch that. And I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it for two minutes and I can't turn it off. So, but but the problem is, like, so we we went from a place where you know the only thing you could get was the match on a on a Sunday, you know, <laughs> the occasional game to yeah, just being absolutely flooded by football on the TV and analysis. Yeah. And the problem is I think some of the parents they they're so engrossed in the analysis and everything like that. They watch Monday night yeah. soccer with uh Neville and Carragher and and they dissect the games and and then take what they've understood from there and then bring it to the to the grassroots game. And it's yeah. like it's just it's just not the same at all. I mean, all of the tactics and stuff like that, it's it's not really relevant. If you've got a Messi, you know, if you've got an Iniesta who's dribbling around, who cares what he's doing tactically? And yeah. We're talking about under-11s right now, yeah. right? So who cares? <laughs> There's plenty of time for that. Yeah. So I, I guess... You know, for parents who who are looking for those really fine margins, it, it's it's not all the time for that. No, it's not. Uh, and just finally on it, I mean, well, like when Elijah's played for other teams, I've not agreed with what the coach has always done, but I've respected it's his decision. But I would never have dreamed of going as a parent and going, hey, do you know what? I think you need to do this because this isn't working out. And why don't you try to, I'd be thinking, I would never do that. I just wouldn't. I'd have too much respect for the job he was doing and for the fact he's put his neck on the line to do it. To go, do you know what? I don't really think you're doing that right. I just think it's... You know, everybody's entitled to an opinion. I just think personally, and it's only my view, rightly or wrong, I just think telling a coach how to do his job, I just think is disrespectful. Do Do you not think your perspective, though, comes from the fact that you've done it you know, the fact that you've put your neck out there, you've gone through the coaching, uh, you know, you, you've planned out sessions, you've mm. gone through your qualifications, you've done all that. <clears throat> so your perspective of what is reasonable kind of comes from that. Whereas, again, if you if you just think, well, you know, my little lad or my little girl, can become a great player. And I've watched football on TV. I've watched uh, Neville and Carragher battle it out on the, <laughs> on, on a Monday night, you know? So uh, everyone's got an opinion. Yeah, of course. You, and you've got every right to express your opinion, but I think you express it amongst your other parents. Don't come to, uh, you maybe, know what? I've heard that a lot of times, right? Everyone's got a right to an opinion. And you're right. And and so I've heard that in defense of people when they're booing their own teams. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? There's ways of doing it. Yep. If, you, if you've got an opinion, right, that that's fine. But in this case, discuss it with the other parents, almost behind my back, if you like, because at the end of the day, like you said, I've put my neck on the line to do it. You know, the buck stops with me. I deserve the respect to make the decisions rightly or wrongly and coach the team the way I see fit. Um, you know, for you to start telling me how to do my job, it's like, don't even go there. You know, it's you know, I'm not naive. I'm sure every week, probably go, why has he made that sub? Why is he playing him there? Why has he done this? I'm not stupid. I know people won't agree because I've been there as a parent and I've seen people coaching Elijah and Evie and I've gone, what? what? Why has he done that? doesn't make sense to me, but I would never dream of going up to him and going, no, do you know what? Like, you know, I've, we've talked previously about one parent questioning where I've played his son and yeah, you know, yeah. game time and all these different issues. And it's just to the point, it's just ridiculous. Uh, and I've just thought I would never dream about doing that to a coach. I just wouldn't do it. But, you know, 
obviously some parents, like you said, it just goes back to that whole thing. Some parents just take it so seriously. And it's like, guys, it's under 11 football at the end of the day. As seriously as we take it, there's also a line that you just think, you know what? These are kids. Let them be kids and let them just enjoy playing football. So, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. We'll have another discussion because he's going to be playing in defence again, not because of punishment, because he's actually done well there and it gives us an option. And I know his dad doesn't like him playing there. So I'm sure there will be further discussions over the coming weeks. So updates to follow. Yeah, no, and, and I'll be really interested in that because again... But again, you know, but again but, it's like he thinks he's got a divine right to play in a certain position and he, oh, I shouldn't tinker with that position. That's nonsense. It's nonsense. Like you said, you said to me before, players shouldn't have a set position necessarily at this age. They should be experimenting. You know, it's a team game. It's not about individuals. All these, but again, it's like, how dare you not play him where he wants to play? It's like, well, I've done it for a good reason, and it's actually it's actually worked out quite well. Whether you like it or not, as a parent, for me as a coach, and for the wider team and how it's helped us play, it's actually worked. Whether you like it or not. You know, there's a valid reason for doing it and it's actually worked out. So, you know, there's that side of it as well. So, the, there's, so we haven't actually got to talk about what we were going to talk about, but I think it's good. been a really, no, <laughs> a really good, good discussion anyway. Um, superb. But I've really the, it. There's a couple of things I, I want to say. So, one of the things you mentioned was, um, you you in the last game you put a midfielder in an up front position and yeah. they ended up being really good there. Yeah. And so I think that is a has a great data point for why you don't keep people in fixed positions, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely. That's not to say just move around kids in positions every game, because yeah. I think you do have a feel for, you know, where people will will fit best. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing I'll say, one. So one of my girls uh, in the game on Saturday. So so we lost three one. We um, it, it was one all sort of into the second half, and then we lost a couple of sloppy goals towards the end. Um, but. One of the girls who I would say was was a lagger behind, you know, so wasn't at the standard that the other girls were last year, but seemed to. I I could see last year that she had the brain, you know, she she got into the right positions in the pitch, but she didn't have the confidence or the feet to actually back it up. Yeah, it started to develop where she's getting into the right positions. Now, I'm not saying she's Van Dyke or anything like that, but it is a really interesting thing to observe when you do have a player like that. Say again? And how great is that as well, though, when you start to see that? Yeah. I've been absolutely, you know, it it really does swell the heart out when, you know, again, the fact is she, she's persevered with it as well, you know, and again, there's, there's been a confidence thing there, but because she knew where to be, but the feet didn't follow, it's really, it's just validating what I thought before that, you know, if you've got that football brain, then the technical ability just comes secondary. And so, again, I, I started to really see this Saturday that tipping point where actually she might start to become one of the better players. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Because, again, you, your leaning is to go towards... The players who are the biggest, the quickest, the strongest, they run with the ball and then they just run past all the girls and then score a goal. Okay. That's where they are right now. But you you observe this over a longer period of time and you see everyone's growth pattern is not linear. 
And um, yeah, it'd be int- really interesting to see where that that ends up. You know, no, that's right, that's really <laughs> good. possibly longer than the this podcast, but you know, <laughs> you know, ten years from now, who who knows? But um, you never know. But yeah, no, that's good though. That's what it's all about, though. Seeing that developing is is brilliant. Really, is good. And that's why we yep. do it at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, little shoots, little shoots. Absolutely, yeah. it's like it's like the Chinese bamboo thing in it you love that, you love that. Chinese bamboo tree is it a tree? tree shoot tree whatever it's a it's your favourite analogy it's a good one is it, yeah <laughs> well, what's, what's the karate what's the karate kid thing it's a oh, oh a bonsai okay. tree that's it Danielson yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah what's this we'll see how it goes over the next few weeks but um yeah, yeah. That, that, right. tangent. That's, that's that, that was a that was a fair old tangent, wasn't it? So it was. let's let's start off. Let's finish off and say, have you got any plugs? I have a plug. So uh, yeah, check out our chat footy sister podcast. Uh, that's myself and Dave talking Liverpool, uh, and our good friend Chris from the Comics and Motion podcast. Talking Man United, bit of a face-off between the two of us. Obviously, myself and Dave have enjoyed the first, what, three quarters of this season so far. Chris is he's coming back a bit now with a because Man United have beaten a few rubbish teams um, and looked a bit ropey in a lot of those games. But obviously, five wins in a row, they're all getting excited. Oh, we can win the title, all this nonsense. But um, yeah, if you enjoy those, go to at Chat Footy is the Twitter page, and obviously the podcasts are available from there. Um, you can do the comics in motion one yeah so the other podcast that I do is comics in motion uh, where what we do there is we talk about all of the uh, movies and TV shows that are based on comic books and um Myself and Chris, who's unfortunately a Manchester United fan, we talk about all that stuff. And we talk about the comics background and we talk about the, the movie background or TV background and whatever. Basically, have a bit of fun, bit of, bit of a laugh doing that. Well, Ben, it's been an emotional one. Yeah, that's tonight, actually. Big time. Thank you. Yeah, so good fun as always. So um, I'll see you again next week. Cheers, mate. Bye now. Bye.